Hey there, how are you? I hope you are doing just fantastic. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about what to do when you have a really bad either corporate culture or just really bad morale at work. So, stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and as you know, we get right to the point. (laughs) I'm your host, Stephanie Dennis, and my background is in human resources, which is what I have my master's degree in, and my passion is really helping others, sharing my knowledge, and doing that so people can make positive impacts and changes to their lives. So, here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, getting right into it here. So bad corporate culture, bad morale, let's be honest, it freaking sucks. So before I get into my 18 tips I have for you today, (laughs) just a couple, (laughs) let's talk about our three main choices, right? So number one, we can stick it out. Number two, we can leave. And number three, we can try and change it. So number one, sticking it out, kind of like the backseat, least resistant path, right? Like, I don't want to say it's an easy option because if you're in an environment that sucks, that's not easy to deal with. But in terms of like taking action and making changes, it's kind of like status quo, right? Cons, of course, it's going to bring you down. It'll definitely affect you and your work in a bad way. And I feel like if you're in a really toxic work environment or really bad morale, the toll it takes on you, it's just not worth it, at least in my opinion. So option two to leave, of course, your pros, you're certainly uh, hopefully moving to a better environment. Cons, it requires quite a bit of effort. Like, let's be honest, finding a new job isn't easy. It's a process. However, if your environment is that bad, it's worth it. And number three, try to change it. Pros, of course, you can make an impact. The cons, though, kind of the flip side is it could feel like you're fighting an uphill battle. So depending on how bad it is, you may just feel like it's just not worth it or you can't make the change. Let's get into the tips. Number one, find the positive. I am a firm believer, even if everything feels like it sucks, we can find at least one thing that's a positive. And I always say, if all things, literally all things in your job suck, at least you get a paycheck. Like that has to be the positive, right? (laughs) Maybe you like your colleagues. Maybe the lunch at work is just freaking amazing. I don't know. Find the positive, write it down, put it in a place where you can look at it every day to keep you at least a little bit on like an upbeat swing, right? Number two is identifying the areas you'd like to improve. And this is going to be really important, right? Because if you decide to leave, these are going to be the areas that you're going to be asking about in the interview process. Hint, hint. Number three is setting boundaries when and where possible. So I know that's hard, especially if you do work in just a really, really toxic environment and morale is just really low. However, set boundaries. You know what you need to be successful. So just work off that. And number four is speaking up when you're uncomfortable. And that can be really difficult, right? So it takes some audacity to say, hey, so-and-so, when you said this, it made me feel like this. And I felt really uncomfortable. And if we cannot have that type of conversation or be put in that sort of situation again, I would really appreciate it. And as much as that is challenging, I have found it to be really helpful in letting people know. Because oftentimes I'd like to think 
people aren't saying and or doing things maliciously, but rather just because they don't know any better, right? So helping from like the educational perspective. Number five is redirect or course correct in the moment. So let's say everyone's like, oh my gosh, last week sucked so bad. It was so terrible, blah, blah, blah. I try and be the positive light, right? So maybe you can say the highlights from last week were blah, dee, blah, dee, blah. And then you can say, and the learning lessons were yada, 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 right? Like that blah, dee, blah, dee, blah, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, moving on because my melodies are awful. <laughs> Number six is lifting others up complimenting each other, highlighting the good work others do, all the things, right? So highlighting the positive in others, because once you start to get in the habit of lifting each other up and complimenting each other and say, hey, so-and-so, you did really good work on X project, right? You start to slowly but surely shift the morale and shift the corporate culture to one that is more positive. Number seven, tried and true team building exercises, team building activities. I don't care if it's a happy hour, if you want to do a trust fall. I feel like it's just like the trust fall is something I just laugh at because it's like like everyone has done a trust fall, but you do you. (laughs) Whatever you guys might need. Literally, if you are like stuff, I really have no idea. I don't want to do no freaking trust fall and I don't want to go drinking with my colleagues. Google it. Maybe it is simply doing fun icebreakers at the beginning of every meeting. I don't know team build. Google it if you need ideas. I mean, Google knows everything, right? Come on. And number eight, figuring out what training you and your team could do. So maybe there is a particular training you can do as a group that can, even if it doesn't boost morale directly, maybe it can bring you together and learning something new that can indirectly boost morale and the culture. Number nine, learn and practice to take feedback well. (sighs) Let me tell (laughs) you, if someone comes up to me and says, Steph, you really suck because you aren't able to do blah, 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 blah. I'd be like, whoa, like my natural instinct is to get defensive. However, I have practiced and oh my gosh, read many, many books, many articles about feedback. And so I can say, okay, let's take out all of the negative and how someone delivered that feedback and figure out what is the constructive criticism that they're giving me, right? So once you establish that, you take out the rude and you get the meat of the comment, right? You're like, okay, this person thinks I am an ineffective yada, yada, yada. Okay, now we can evaluate, is this true? Is this something I need to improve on? How do I feel I'm doing with this? And if you feel like, what? That doesn't make sense. I feel like I'm amazing at this. Ask your other team members, ask your manager. If you get feedback that you disagree with after you've taken out the rude and the abrupt, right? (laughs) Because most people don't know how to deliver feedback well. However, that doesn't mean we can't receive feedback well. So if you're like, this doesn't align, it doesn't make sense, then the next step is to proactively go ask for your own feedback. Number 10, be open and honest with others. Again, whether that's someone asking for feedback, whether you're giving feedback, whether you are providing updates to your team, whatever it might be, be open and honest. If someone just wants to come and talk to you as a human, right? I know, I know, so crazy to even say. I know, so out there these days. (laughs) I know, it could be, could be a little out there. 
But if someone just wants to talk to you as a human, just be open and honest. And number 11, establish and create the why. So if you're working towards a particular goal or a particular deadline or whatever it might be to reiterate, or if you don't have a why, create it or establish it. Working towards a particular why is going to be really important to keeping up momentum. I don't know that the reason behind the work that you do could in itself fix morale. However, it could help you and the team with momentum and just moving forward and getting it done. Number 12, ask for more flexibility. Or if you're in a leadership role, offer some flexibility to your team. So maybe that is flex hours, right? Maybe someone needs to come in at 10 instead of 8 o'clock and they'll stay until 6 o'clock because they have to do drop-off for their kids and their partner does pick up. I don't know, whatever it might be, but offering flexibility in the day-to-day schedule. Also offering flexibility if people need to work at home. Maybe they bought a new house and that house is far away and they really are kind of just getting beat up by their daily commute. So you're like, hey, let's talk about working one, two, three days from home. Number 13, find both time and space, physical space, to get incredibly focused. I used to literally have to go hide to get work done. So here's your permission slip. Hide if you need to, whether that is in like a little corner in like a common workspace. Maybe there's like a cafe. You can just kind of like grab a booth and like cozy in and just rock out, get stuff done away from everybody, away from distractions. Maybe it is finding a conference room no one knows about, booking it for a few hours, going there and just rocking it out. Whatever it might be, if you need to step away in order to get stuff done, do it. Number 14, create a physical space that you can thrive in. So that's like your desk, right? (laughs) I don't mean like go build a new space. I mean, you can, you absolutely can (laughs) if you're in a position to do so, but mostly your desk, right? Pictures, quotes, coffee, candy, water, your mantra, your motivation, a particular way you organize your desk, you know, all the fun shit. I find organization fun, but like, you know, all the things, right? I remember at one of the offices I worked at, I literally brought in uh, one of the Curie coffee makers and I'm like, all right, this is where we do coffee, right? And so it was like a fun little thing, like me and a couple friends, like we'd get in the morning, we'd make our coffee, you know, we chit chat for a couple minutes and we dive into work. That doesn't have to be the case for you, right? But like whatever makes your space more fun for you, whatever makes it a space that you can be like, yes, I'm sitting here, I'm doing this. Maybe it is, you know, a salt lamp or crystal or again, whatever it is for you. Number 15, take time off for real. (laughs) Like literally take your time off. Schedule it out when necessary. If you are a person who gets to the end of the year and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't taken any time. No, for 2020, I need you to literally schedule time. Make sure you take at least a chunk of time off in the first six months of the year and then in the second six months of the year. Now, a lot of people save their time off for holidays. However, only taking time off once a year will lead to burnout. I promise. I promise. Because holidays, let's be honest, there are stressful times in the holidays. I don't know one person who gets through all of the holidays and be like, yep, it was easy peasy. No stress, no nothing. Come on. Family, pressure of gifts, and just all the things. (laughs) I don't want to take us too far down a rabbit hole, but take your time, schedule it if you need to. Number 16 is making sure that you have very clear expectations, updates, goals, etc. So for example, if you have a particular goal, you can know I have made X progress towards this particular goal. Today, I'm going to work on this. The rest of the week, I'm going to work on this and make sure that if the progress to those goals is something your manager needs to know, that you are giving them frequent and clear communication on that progress.
progress as well. Number 17, be yourself and celebrate other people also being themselves. I absolutely thrive around people who are themselves. They're unapologetically who they are. They are not trying to mask their own personality. They're not trying to hide themselves. They are just there and it's who they are. Those are the funnest people because you know they're authentic, right? They're just living their true self. And number 18, work towards the next step in your career. If you are in a situation where you have really bad morale, toxic work environment, figure out what that next step is and work towards that. Whether it is an internal move, an external move, whatever it might be. All right. I hope you found this episode helpful and valuable. If you have questions you want me to answer on the podcast, there is a link to a Google survey below. Feel free to enter them there. As always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen and be here. I really appreciate it. You can find more information and the show notes over at stephdennis13.com. And you can also learn how we can work together, both from career coaching and resume review perspective over at listentocareertalk.com. And if you want to help support the show, you can do so via the PayPal link below or directly on the Anchor app. If you are enjoying the show, please take a moment to leave a rating and or, you don't do both, but you can, <laughs> a review. It really does help. I love reading them. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who has done so. If you want to reach out to me, uh, mostly on Facebook and Instagram at StephDennis13. The podcast is also on Instagram at Career Talk Podcast, as well as LinkedIn. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so amazing, so fantastic. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.